Hey everyone, it's Travis. Just a quick message before we get this episode started. I realized as I was editing this one that because we're getting into the villains' backstories here, this episode is a little darker than our usual fare, which I wouldn't mention other than the fact that it contains some stuff that might trouble some folks. So just as a fair warning, um, there's a brief mention of suicide, there's there's a sort of like body modification thing that happens, which wasn't meant to convey this, but I think could be uh, like interpreted as like self-harm related. Uh, and then uh, later on, there's some mention of syringes. I know people don't really like needles. So I guess I mentioned all this because it, there's still jokes and it's still funny, but it's not as typically cheery as we usually are. It's a really good episode, but it's just, as I mentioned, a little darker. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, enjoy the episode. In a world full of heroes, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, the show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other weirder stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Greg. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. Yeah, and I'm still Travis. Still. Still Travis. Same as last week. Same as always. Have you tried not being Travis? I mean, like, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the basis of this show. I mean, I think I do a pretty good job of not being <laughs> Travis on this season. I think the character I'm playing, well, in some ways is the least me, but in other ways is very me. All right. Let's do it to it. Aqua Synapse, what happened last week? Last week, we all went to the jazz festival, and we decided to each go to a different show. But things got really suspicious right away. I had to check out this, like, factory thing, and there was this ghost guy I had to fight. And Baron Rock found a robot he had to fight with, and it totally messed up Miles. Mm. And then the Red Mind had to take Miles to the hospital, and I don't really remember what the Red Mind did other than that. Well, there was a man uh, whose body was made of some sort of oh, metallic yeah. material. And all of these uh, supervillains seem to be the uh, previously thought uh, deceased uh, siblings, uh, the uh, Schussler family. Yeah, that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, so we're going to pick up where Aqua Synapse, you are trapped in the memories of Nathaniel Schusler. Oh shit, that's what happened? Yeah, he, you fought and then he called in. Yeah, he trapped me in my yeah, feet he call, on he, the ground. He sealed you to the ground and then reconnected with George and flooded your brain with feelings. So we're going to pick up there. Aqua Synapse, you open your eyes and you immediately realize that you are in a different time, a different place, and you're not 
100% control of what's going on, but you do realize that you have some freedom of movement, but you are clearly trapped in memories. And you are seeing the world uh, of the early 80s, and you're just a little kid eating cereal at a breakfast table, and you can see your older sister and your two brothers are also there, and your mom is sort of frantically running around the kitchen getting a bunch of stuff ready for everybody to go to school. The kitchen's very middle class, just sort of the suburban ideal. And sort of off in the distance, you can hear jazz playing. And you realize that you you do have both a first-person capability, but you also retain your own sort of autonomy that you can pull out and look around if you wish to. This is definitely not how my childhood went. I was a larva. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can get up from the table? Yep. I'm going to get up and walk out the front door and just like walk into the road. So you get up and you have a sensation where you're stepping out of the body that you're in. And so you are traveling away. Um, and as you get closer to the front door, those memories and the memories of how the house is are, are very clear and crisp. But then things get very fuzzy as you approach the front door and you open up the front door and walk through and you're in a classroom uh, and mm. uh, you sort of look down and, and you sense that you're older, that, that this body is aged and uh, you're sort of looking around and you realize that you're in a music classroom and you're alone practicing the piano, just working on basic scales and in front of you, you can see like songbook that has like the greatest jazz standards written on it. And you're clearly just sort of trying to work on just playing the piano and, and figuring out how all this works. And as you're playing, uh, you're, you're making mistakes, which to the Aquasynapse mind uh, makes sense. Like you're learning and you can understand that, but you also get this very dark sense of anger that this isn't correct, that this isn't working out, that that what this body wants to be able to do and what it can do aren't matching up. And there's just this huge sense of anger and frustration there. And this is Nathaniel, right? Uh, I'm in Nathaniel's yeah, body? Yeah, you, you step out and, and you, I mean, it's clearly a, a younger version of the Nathaniel that you saw standing in the factory. But they look enough alike, and you can kind of see how they age, that you assume that's that's where you're at. I stop playing, and I say, Nathaniel, dude, you gotta chill out. It's just the piano. You're learning. It's okay. The immediate sense of anger just increases even more, and frustration, being told to calm down, being reassured only seems to make nathaniel more angry and you get this deep sense of super like the ego can't handle being told that that's normal like this strong desire to be super different that makes him more angry and then off in the distance you can hear like some girls in the hallway laughing and 
aquasynapse brain can tell that they're not related, but just this red hot embarrassment and anger from Nathaniel is just overwhelming at this situation. All right. I want to like situate myself back into first person. Okay. And walk out to the hallway. Uh, So you get up and walk out into the hallway and uh, you see the two girls who are talking and laughing and they immediately take notice of you and are surprised that you're there. And the one girl's like, were you eavesdropping on us? I take my shirt off. (laughs) Oh my God. What are you doing, weirdo? And they just turn and walk away. How does that make him feel? Enraged. The amount of anger that he has towards those two girls is almost unbelievable and wildly inappropriate. Dude, you gotta deal with this shit. And you feel yourself out of your control just storming out of the high school and you walk into an apartment and... The apartment is just a mess. There's beer cans everywhere. The furniture is just ripped up and torn up. And there's another guy in there. And you're walking into the kitchen and the guy sort of looks up and goes, Hey, Nathaniel, it's about time you woke up. Um, When, I'm, when I step out and I'm in like third person, mm-hmm. can I still manipulate things in the universe no then then the things just sort of play okay i walk into the kitchen and i look for a knife um and you're looking around and (laughs) you sort of see that this guy who you instinctively know is marcus uh has the knife in his hand and he's like you know i didn't i didn't want you to I thought you were going to sleep longer, but I mean, I'm already committed. So uh, just like stand back. And he chops off his hand and immediately drops the knife and reaches around and you see him grab this metallic hand and he just slaps it on and it just starts grafting itself to his own hand. He's like, "Uh, it, it, it totally worked. Okay, like, first of all, that's really gross, but second of all, I mean, like, it's kind of cool, I'm sorry. Right? (laughs) I need, I need, we need more money. Um, yeah, go on the table by the door that you'll see a little, it's like a little metal card for, um, for ATMs. Just grab it and go to an ATM machine. Yeah, I don't know what any of that was. Listen, I'm not Nathaniel. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I guess I am. But who like, are we really, also... right? I mean, we all make ourselves. Oh, God. No. Look, <laughs> just don't. Just don't even. <laughs> it was mad callbacks. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know what to do. Uh, I was trying to piss him off enough to, like, get out of this. Yeah, I don't, I mean, try killing yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I was looking for a knife. But that guy stuck it. All right. Just turn on the stove and stick your hand in it. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I was like, I'll blow some water. Okay, yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll go to the stove. 
and turn the burner on and hold my hand to it. So as you walk towards the stove, these memories seem to be more recent and and therefore are are stronger. And so as you go to the stove, you actually peel out of the sort of pre-programmed memory and you see Nathaniel head to the front table and grab that little metal metal card and head out the front door. And then you shift uncomfortably to an ATM and he inserts the ATM and the screen just starts flickering and reading just numbers and suddenly just cash starts spitting out of the ATM and you just raking raking in all the cash. Wait, is that what these things do? (laughs) And then you just sort of are along for the ride as he goes from ATM to ATM, just taking all this cash and bringing it back. Um, And then it shifts again to where you're watching TV and the voice is on and he is just (laughs) obsessed with this singer. Oh, Nathaniel, dude, you got problems. And he is both obsessed at how good she is, but also just angry that that future for him never happened. And you can hear from the kitchen the the other guy just sort of banging things together. And every once in a while you hear him scream. Um, but you don't have a strong desire as Nathaniel to go in and see what's going on. Uh, you're just completely focused on just the TV and the performance. I mean, they're just memories. Try to get out of there. Well, yeah, but when I leave, nothing happens. Um, okay, I'll I'll go towards that, whatever the sound is. So you get up and head towards the kitchen uh, and... You swing open the door and you see that uh, your roommate has cut off his entire right arm and has attached the entire limb now is just metal. And you look over where there was bag, the bag full of money and it's completely empty and he just doesn't pay any attention to you. He's so focused on adapting and changing himself that he's just not paying any attention. Uh, And there's just this sort of another deep well of anger and this just sense of being ignored. Uh, And then the world shifts and you're in a car and this girl is screaming at you to stop. And you can hear sirens and you can hear yourself just saying, you're going to love me. This is going to be better. I'm going to have a better life. Uh, and then she grabs the steering wheel and yanks it. And then there's just this car crash. And you are sent flying out of the car and you skid across the pavement. And it takes you a while to stand up. And as you do, uh, you become aware that you have a gun in your hand and you turn and then you just hear a hail of gunfire and everything goes black and you're just in darkness and there's suddenly a light and you're moving towards that light. And then you realize that you're opening up your eyes. And when you, your eyes open, you see this deep blue man's face staring at you 
And you, as Aquasynapse, immediately recognize another traveler, somebody who else who is on the ship with you. And mm. uh, it looks down. It's like, well, I guess magic is real. Interesting. This world is full of possibilities. And you see him look across the room and you turn your head and you see your friend Marcus, who's now mostly cybernetic, has replaced almost all of his body and says, yes, well done. Uh, I think I think this 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 person uh, responded quite well to the mystical treatments. You uh, have full use of all of my technologies. Uh, please take take anything that you need. And uh, as he stands and uh, wanders off, uh, you step off up from the table. And you see that you've been stitched together, just put back into a body that's not 100% yours, but mostly seems to be yours. Uh, and you also have this sort of longing, deeper and more fundamental than before, something that drives you that you have to connect with people. You, you feel like you have to touch and connect with somebody. and you stand up and move towards this person that brought you back to life and just reach out and grab them. And suddenly they just collapse uh, hmm. dead on, on the ground and you have no clue what just happened. And you can hear your friend go, Oh dude, that got, that makes everything easier. Yeah. That that's I can change everything now. I got awesome. It's so good to have you back. It's so good to have you back, Nathaniel. And you hear yourself say, "No, I am a monster now. I am a crimson monster." And you leave. Next thing you're aware of in the memories is you're standing outside of your sister's house, and she answers the door, and she's obviously horrified because. You're dead. And she lets out a scream, and you go to touch her to stop her. And the minute you touch her, you feel her essence, her very soul, her spirit, just pulled out of her body and into yours, and you fuse together. And her body just falls lifeless to the ground in front of you. And you can hear her panicked voice in your head. You can hear her scream just screaming, what have, What are you doing? What have you done? And you ignore her, and you go to your next brother. You go to Martin's house, and you touch him, and the same thing happens, except he fuses with you, and your sister Lauren is pushed out. And then you go visit your brother George, and you do the same, and suddenly you realize that you have the ability to fuse with the spirits of your siblings. And not only can you fuse with them, but they give you powers. They make you powerful. And while you're discovering this, you can hear just in the back of your mind a song, a crisp and clear song. And it's very confusing to Nathaniel, but it's not at 
all confusing to Concordia. And you know that voice. You know who's singing. It's Sarah. Mm. And suddenly you (laughs) have a thread back. And you pull out and are following this thread back into consciousness. And we are going to shift to the Red Mind, who has arrived with Miles in hand at the hotel. At the hospital, not the hotel. Yeah, so I, I, I just rush him to the emergency room and make sure someone's attending to him quickly because I need to get back. Yep, so you land and run up to the, through the emergency room and they're quick to respond. They sort of know how the world works uh, and so they rush and grab him f- from you and put him on a cart. I give them a brief description of the gas that caused this so that they know what the deal is. Noting everything, they ask you, uh, you know, as many follow-up questions as they can, sort of understanding that they're on a time yeah. period. And make me an intuition check. Okay. 61 with, uh, what is my intuition? My intuition is excellent 20. So 61 right, is going to do it. That'll be yep, green. That's a green. So as you're explaining what's going on, you become aware that somebody else is with you here. Uh, You can see this blur of motion. And as you quickly finish up with them, you spin around and you can see the cyborg who's got like this weird makeshift gun and just nails you in the chest with 15 different needles full of you don't even know what. And he just smiles and goes, well, let's see. What happens when all that's in your system? And make me an endurance check. Okay. No. This was at the hospital? Yep. 86 on endurance. My endurance is remarkable. 30. So 86 is going to be a yellow. Okay. You feel it just coursing in your system, but... Your system is compensating as as fast as they are beginning to mingle. You don't know how long you have before uh, your body has a much harder time fighting it. But for right now, it has no ill effects. And he seems somewhat disappointed by that. And he's standing in the entryway of the emergency room, just sitting there sort of smugly. Yeah, okay. I think through the rest of uh, this visit to the jazz festival, I was just wearing casual clothing. I rip off my hoodie, revealing the uniform that bears the hammer and sickle logo. <laughs> and and I uh, I use my leadership skill to, uh, which is something I'm tr- I have a talent for. So I yep. start um, giving uh, people directions as to like how to evacuate those who are able to be. Um, so I'm like. All right, comrades. Uh, I will need anyone who is able to evacuate the area to help those who have the inability to do so. Any critical patients need to stay where they are. And I start giving these sort of orders, like, you know, with the general theme of, like, uh, from each according to their ability to each according to their needs type of thing. Like, you know, this person is in a cast, so they can't, like, carry someone else on their shoulders or whatever, ordering this as I run up to punch this uh, man. Actually, no, blast him. Uh, I can't blast him with laser eyes in a hospital, so I do run up to punch him. 
All right. Uh, first, make me a popularity check plus one for your leadership. So plus one column shift. I think okay. you're at good. So that puts you at excellent, I think. Yep. That's a 94. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody just, they already knew their training. They're well trained here. Uh, yeah. And your command is the extra effort to make them forget that there's a supervillain battle happening in their lobby and to continue to rush and, you know, enact their emergency procedures. So the minute you give them the command, the the entire floor is up and running. Um, you see the doctors whisk miles away to take care of it because they understand they, they don't have a lot of time. And then you're running up to punch this cyborg. Uh, so go ahead and make a fighting check. 56 on... Excellent. 20. Yep, that's a green. That'll do it. What's your strength? Oh, my strength is incredible 40. All right, so that's 40 points of damage. What does that look like? So you hit his armor, uh, and you realize that he is well protected, so it's still hurt, and he stumbles back a little, but clearly he is built himself to withstand physical damage, and he just sort of smiles and says, mm, let's see how you handle this. And you blink, and he's gone. Uh, and again, you feel that just flush of fast-moving wind. And he is back in the blink of an eye. And he says, well, do you think you can find all the bombs? <sighs> how fast are you? And he just stands there. At this point, um, I realize that this isn't something I can do alone. So um, I start adding into those the orders I was giving before. I just start saying, like, Comrades, I need one more favor of you. If you see any sort of machinery that seems out of place, I need you to yell as loud as possible. Does anyone yell? Uh, so they start looking around, and he looks, he goes, mm, I think that's I think that's cheating. Uh, and he shoots a doctor. Oh my god! Oh. So as a person's running, he just points and shoots them, and they collapse oh. on the ground. Uh, I, I I'll make them better later. I start flying around looking for bombs myself. Okay. Uh, what is your flight speed? Rank it's I mean? amazing fifty. Yeah. How? Worried are you about property damage? None worried. Uh, like well, I'm in full a speed hospital. Or... Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a hospital. I don't want to break any medical equipment. Like, that's going to be keeping someone alive. All right. Uh, make me a flight check. And to not do damage, you'll need to get at least a yellow rating. How much uh, karma can I... I haven't rolled yet, but how much karma am I allowed to spend on one roll? As that'll much determine. as you want. Okay, then, yeah. That's a 32, um, and my it's amazing 50, which would normally be... A green. Barely. Green. Well, it would be a green, so I need to spend how much to get that to be a yellow? Uh, you have to get to 56, so... So I need to spend 24 karma? Yep. All right, I'll do that, which brings me down to 146, or 140, yeah, 146 left. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, so you're darting around, and people are 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 yelling and drawing your attention to things, and and it takes you doesn't take you long because you're moving pretty quickly amongst the rooms, and they're they're keeping things open for you, and you you find all of the equipment uh, and get back down to the lobby, and he's just sort of standing out. In the parking oh, lot. Oh, I don't go back to the lobby. Once I have all of them, I'm just flying okay. up into the sky, tossing them and blasting them, with, t- flying like very high into the sky as fast as I can, then throwing okay. them away from me and then blasting all of them with my plasma so that they're far right. enough away that the blast radius won't hurt anybody. Yep. So you toss them up, shoot them. Uh, there's a huge boom. And then, God, he is a good shot tonight. Uh, you feel yourself get shot with five more syringes, and he's standing in the parking lot. Uh, and make yeah. me another endurance check. Huh. Uh, that's a four on remarkable thirty, um, which would require mm. me to spend uh, 40, 30, 37? You have to get to a thirty-six. Oh. Yeah, I, I'll spend thirty-two, right. which will get me. Uh, to 114 karma. Oh gosh. Uh, so your your system is fighting hard, uh, and you see him yeah. standing in the parking lot, and you with your super hearing hear uh, the sound of a vehicle just flying up the street, and you see this Honda Civic pushed to its absolute limits, tearing around the corner. And it just launches itself off like the speed bump at 80 miles an hour and just slams into the side of the cyborg and skids him along to the wall and pins him to the wall. You can see the airbags inside deploy and who's ever in there is just face full of airbag and there's gas leaking and oil. Uh, But he seems to be pinned against... A wall. What is going uh, on? <laughs> um, I fly in and get this person out of the car. Uh, you fly down, rip the car door off, and you know immediately the person once you see them. Is it Neil? Nope. It's Corselina. Oh. She is incredibly strapped in. Like, she locked the seatbelt down, and even then, you can tell that both of her arms broke from the impact. Um, and she sustained damage from the airbag. Uh, but she is definitely not dead, but she is hurt. And he's struggling against the wall to try to push off and get out from being pinned. I know Kersalina's tough, so I... Um, I just yell for medical assistance, uh, but I know that she can handle it So because I've worked with her before, so I don't feel the need to fly her specifically in because I know sh- she's broken a few bones before. So I want to... Uh, yeah, I blast him square between the eyes. Okay. That's an 87 with plasma generation monstrous 75, so that is going to be so, a red. Right. This is the question. Do you kill him? Because you can with that blast. Uh, I, mm, that's the question I was asking myself. Um, <laughs> oh, Craig! 
trying to think not what i not what i would do what would doyle do here what's the tenet of communism if somebody's like murdering people well i mean he's a he's a human i mean he doesn't he isn't just like he isn't just an ideology you know that's his politics but like um i do what i can to incapacitate him yeah with that shot uh you know you could finish him off uh but instead you you do enough damage that he powers down and falls unconscious uh and uh you see Corselina sort of she has somehow managed to pull herself out of the car on her own and then the medical entire like staff who was still doing comes out and and throws her on a stretcher and runs in and one of the nurses just looks at you and with complete honesty just touches your shoulder and says thank you and then runs back inside check to help review (laughs) (laughs) he has five bucks sweetie (laughs) uh i wait wait wait, who is saying that no, nobody, nobody says you're shy, Mike. Okay. Just the nurse says thank you and heads <laughs> uh, in. I, I think I just like exhale and then lean against the wall and slide down, take a few breaths, and then fly back towards the jazz festival. Okay, we'll switch over to Baron Rock. So you, full rage beast, uh, you see this little gnat fly off and flies into a, a dark cloud that's sort of surrounding a building uh what do you do uh a dark cloud yep just like a deep dark fog bank that has rolled in this covering up a building i I don't know what berserk ribbon would do in this situation i'm trying to figure it out like i mean he just wants to go punch the the fly okay you can chase the fly easy okay yeah i'm gonna chase the fly uh so you dart through the th- cloud, do you let walls of a building stop you, or are you just barreling forward? No, I, th- he's far beyond reason right. right now. So you bash through a wall, and you can see the robot standing in front of a red-haired man seeming begging to be repaired. A red-haired man begging to be repaired? Yes, the robot's sort of fritzing and very much damaged from what you've done before and seems to be begging the red-haired man for repairs. The robot is the thing that poisoned Miles, right? As soon as I see that, I punch the shit out of him. Uh, All right, make me a fighting check. 54, and I have unearthly right now. So that's a yellow. All right, Uh, so you fly in and punch the heck out of it. Uh, Aqua Synapse, just as you're finally becoming aware, uh, Baron Rock flies in and punches you with more strength than you've ever seen. Your feet rip out of the concrete and you go sailing against uh, the wall. I punched Concordia? Yep. You were what? mind-gamed. Huh? Uh, so... I was uh, what? I didn't hear you. You were mind-tricked by oh. the red-haired man. Uh... Uh, because the other spell had ended. And you go sailing. You do take uh, 70 points of damage from that Ooh. hit. 
Baron, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> and as far as Baron is concerned, you're still the robot. So, Aqua, what is your next course of action? Get a fucking health potion. <laughs> <laughs> Please put me to sleep before I murder you. Uh, you can see, uh, yeah, you can see Nathaniel, uh, the crimson monster, standing in front of you with a smug look on his face because that plan worked out better than he had anticipated. Okay. All right, yeah, I put Baron to sleep. All right, uh, you reach and, out and immediately Baron falls asleep. And then I look at Nathaniel and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I don't know what that memory trick thing was or what the what you thought was gonna happen from that but you know what i've learned i've learned you're a fucking monster you think that i should feel sorry for you or that anyone should feel sorry for you i'm sorry lots of people have bad lives lots of people have failures and mistakes growing up and we don't all turn into fucking monsters what is your problem? And then I run towards him and punch him really hard. All right. And you hear Sarah from the sidelines, just in your own head, like just a whisper that only can you can hear. She says, just keep him busy for a moment longer. I've okay. almost got it. I... Tell her, okay, if she can hear me. <laughs> yeah, she's just assuming that you got yeah. it. All right, so go ahead and make a punch. Okay. So that is, oh, I guess I also need to be on a dice roller, huh? Yep. Yep. We'll edit this out, but I really, th wait, I'm really confused as to which villain is who. Uh, so the cyborg is his roommate, Marcus, who is chopping off uh, his own okay. hands. And Nathaniel's the crimson monster, the dead guy. Okay. Okay, so my fighting is monstrous 75, and I got a 64, so that's uh, yellow. Yep. Uh, just clobber him. And he's not expecting it, and he goes sailing backwards, and you just see him sail through the air past the two big robot legs that he was building, uh, and he just sort of skids along the ground and rubs his chin and then stands back up. And I keep walking towards him while he's doing that. And I'm like, seriously? Like, I'm asking you a real question. This is not rhetorical. What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you think that you get to do this? Why do you think that the world owes you anything? You know what? I've lived on two worlds that have shit on me, and I have not turned against anybody. I mean, sure, every once in a while, I want to do things like put teachers to sleep, and my friends are like, oh, that's just too bad. You're a good guy. You shouldn't do things like that. But I don't kill people and you fucking killed your siblings how could you do that i didn't kill them i freed them oh i'm sorry whatever your twisted little mind might think that you've done something good but you took their lives away from them you took their choices that is wrong as, as you're marching forward your brain just lights up on fire again and you are lost in in a bunch of just deep darkness uh and you can hear him 
very far away saying, you're just another one who laughs at me, who thinks I'm not important, who wants to stop me from doing what I want to do. And I'm oh, done. My God. I'm done listening to women like you. Whoa. When I get my hands Ugh. on that demon flesh, I can make them love me. Yikeroni! Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash VREcast, on Twitter at twitter.com slash VREcast. Follow the Aqua Synapse at Yosef Bridge, me, Baron Rock, at Logan Jenkins, the Red Mind at the Travis W, and just everyone else in the whole world is at White Wing. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes if you like what we're doing. One extraordinary adventurer of the fifth star, Skeletelatelatelatin, says, It's a great show, guys. If you love good role-playing in your tabletop game podcast, this one's definitely for you. These guys take complete randomness and turn it into compelling storylines and delightful characters. This show has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Hey, me either. You know, I'm just sitting there and <laughs> sleep and punch my friend. Ugh. It's okay, I forgive you. <laughs> All right, let's do it to it. Are you going to tell me to do it? (laughs) 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 The part at the very, very end, after the all the stuff has to be us just laughing for five minutes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) well that's our show (laughs) we've we've been 30 minutes of friends laughing (laughs) you're making me sweat (laughs) okay it's really hot up here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, Aqua Simmons. Aqua who? Let's focus. Okay, everybody focus. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. Here. I'm here. Uh, Aqua Synapse, what happened last week? Last week, we all went to the chat. I, I can't. I don't have it. I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. Last week, we all went to the jazz festival.